Greetings, dear Our Cancer Journey podcast listeners. This is Bruce Watkins, the host of this program, and I'm recording a very special solo show right now because I have some news. It appears cancer has once again returned to my life. Now, if you've listened to this show before, you may have heard me refer to the fact that I had cancer back in 2017. It was a stage 3 cancer, and it was pretty serious. Well, since many, many months after my diagnosis and treatments, I finally tested NED, which means no evidence of disease, which is the golden ticket of all cancer patients. And I've gratefully been NED ever since. But one day not that long ago, very unexpectedly, I learned that I likely had been diagnosed with cancer again. Well, what you're going to hear is two different podcasts coming up, and they are a big departure from the normal shows we do here at the Our Cancer Journey podcast. This first episode is going to be a highly personal episode. It's going to talk about something, but it may seem kind of counterintuitive. It's not really going to be about cancer. I'm going to share with you for the first time some things about my personal life. And in this podcast episode, I'm going to tell you the very brief story about my slow, difficult, and somewhat reluctant journey to finding the truest strength, and that's the strength of vulnerability. So, make sure you listen all the way to the end, because... About halfway through this episode, a thunderstorm rolls in and somehow very effectively emphasizes the points about that last part of my difficult journey and the importance of being able to tell your story when you can and to learn how to ask for help and support from others. This was difficult for me to share, so I hope it touches some of you out there. And encourages you. Now, this next episode, the one right after this one, is going to be an even more radical departure. I'll let that episode speak for itself, except to tell you this everything you heard in this episode, this one you're listening to now, about the strength, vulnerability, and all that stuff, and the story about how I asked for it and I got it. The conclusion of this story happened just hours before what you are going to hear live in the next episode. You see, for some reason, inexplicably, at about midnight, I decided to dial into my health care portal. I had done a routine cancer screening, and there I found, quite unexpectedly, a report that said, I likely had been diagnosed with cancer again. It came completely out of the blue. I didn't know what to do. But armed with my new strength of vulnerability, and not really a clue how to use it, I reached for a handheld recorder, and I recorded in real time what it sounded like to hear a person that had just learned that cancer had returned to their lives. This recording is a wild, unwieldy, incredibly raw, 
and truly terrible recording. You'll never hear anything like this almost assuredly on this podcast ever again because we're known for high quality here, and I'm very proud of that. But in this case, I thought this might be important for people to hear. And if I was going to be truly vulnerable, this would be one heck of a test. (laughs) It's serious at times. It's a little heartbreaking at times. And other times it's pretty damn funny. (laughs) So I hope you listen to it with the spirit that it was recorded with, which was just raw, and I didn't have any idea what I was going to do with that recording. That episode is going to happen right after this one in the next numerical order. Please listen to it, enjoy the craziness of it, and know that you're not alone. A cancer diagnosis takes you through a carousel of chaotic emotions. And you get to get on the carousel with me and take a spin. (laughs) So here's the episode about strength and vulnerability. Thank you all so much. Thank you for supporting this program. And thank you even more for supporting me. Let's roll the tape. Greetings, everyone. This is Bruce Watkins, your host for the Our Cancer Journey podcast. This is indeed the place where we're going to explore ways to help you feel better, live happier, expand your self-empowerment, and enhance your life experience. And some of the content of today's show may do some of that for you, and I really hope it does. Now, if you've listened to this show before, and I'm grateful many of you have, you know that we're starting this episode out a little bit differently than our other episodes. Now, occasionally I do a solo show. And when I do them, sometimes it's about a particular topic. It's something that I think is important and I want to discuss with you, just me and you, one-on-one. An example of that is, last season I did a couple of episodes about the concept of mindset I'm grateful that I got a lot of nice compliments about that, and there are many more episodes on that topic coming up in the future. In other solo shows, I might give you an update about what I'm doing on the podcast, or a little bit of a forward look on some of our topics, and other times I might hop in and highlight something a past guest said, because something relevant in that current time came up, and I thought this was a useful concept, something we could elaborate on and expand on. So I wanted to share that with you. In this case, I'm going to talk about a topic that is very difficult for me to talk about. In fact, I've avoided this topic very purposefully. Not so much because there was a great reason to do it. It was because it was so difficult for me to discuss. And that topic is me. Okay, (laughs) so if you've listened to this show to this point, you likely heard the opening of this episode where I make a statement about what's coming up on that particular episode. I do it in most of our podcasts, and I did it here. And in this opening statement, I tell all of you that a new cancer experience has entered my life. Well, That's a pretty heavy factoid to drop on all of you, so I hope you listen to the rest of this podcast because you may be surprised by the topic matter, because it's not really about cancer. Look, I know that when cancer arrives in our world, it can be all-consuming. I mean, I've been there. 
I know what it's like. And if you've been diagnosed with cancer or any other serious illness, you know what I'm talking about. And if you've spent intimate time with somebody that has had a serious health care crisis, you know it too. So much has to happen. So much of our attention is taken away from us. We have to focus on the medical side. We have to focus on our life side. We have to deal with our own fears and our own sense of ourselves. It's difficult, right? I mean, we know that. And if you've never had cancer before, and this is the first time you've ever really considered that something could alter from the course of your life that you foresee as being normal and on track and all that stuff, well, maybe this episode's really going to help in just the few statements I make here. (laughs) Because what I said about it being overwhelming is completely true for almost all of us. You know, I was going to use an analogy to try to describe that. I was just thinking about it, and I was going to say the 800-pound gorilla in the room, which is a a phrase in English which means something, which means what we were talking about there. And then I realized that we have a pretty big international listening audience now, and I could see somebody that speaks English as a second language that listens to the show that might be thinking, there's an ape in the person's home? What does this mean? (laughs) So... The 800-pound gorilla in the room is something that's massive, it's grabbing your attention, it's keeping you from living and being present in the rest of your life. It's taking up all of your attention, your emotion, and all that stuff. That's the 800-pound gorilla in the room. And serious illness is that ape in your home. Now, I'm aware that sometimes that ape is horribly inconvenient and a major distraction It's like one of those relatives that doesn't really have it together that shows up at the holiday party and kind of of puts a flavor on everything and you're going, oh my God, this is terrible. And then other times, per that comedy skit from many years ago, cancer is the thing that wouldn't leave. You know, the person that shows up at your house and never actually checks out and, and excuses themselves. I get it. The arrival of cancer is a huge thing. So I want to acknowledge that right out the gate because people need that acknowledgement sometimes that those kind of events can really impact us in that way. And they do. And it's real. 100% real. I get it. And I feel it too. So I know it might seem a little counterintuitive that I'm doing a podcast on the topic I'm going to do right now especially in light of the fact that I just found out all this health information and it's still evolving. And I'm doing it for a couple of reasons. But probably the main reason is this. There may be an 800-pound gorilla in the room, but my life, my heart, my awareness, and my spirit doesn't need to be consumed with it 24-7. And in essence... Maybe it's because I went through the rodeo before, you know, but I made a promise to myself that I was going to try to be present in my life before my first round of cancer. And in many ways that helped me to go through that and not just persevere, but survive it. So in that same spirit, because I've never left that personal commitment to try to be like here and now. I will tell you that there's something else that's a big challenge for me that's been haunting me for a long time. 
and it overlays every aspect of my life. And the arrival of cancer is no different. It's just another major event that's happening. But the person that's experiencing that event, the person that's standing at the ground zero of that experience, is me. I'm the person that shows up. I'm the person that's interacting with it. And whatever I take into that arena is going to overlay, color, and filter everything I know. Now, you and I deeply know that who we are as a person, all the aspects of us, all the ways our expectations and our associations impact and inform us of how we're going to feel, how we're going to think, how we're going to show up in the world. All of that stuff, there's so much to it. It's so varied and so complex. I can't talk about who I am in some sort of broad scope. It's not, nothing like that could ever be handled in a podcast or even a book for that matter. But for the purpose of this episode today, I want to pick one thing. And it's something I've been dealing with all of my life. And increasingly, as I have made more of a commitment to try to be myself, to be real, to be present and all that stuff, whether you think that's woo-woo or not, I'm sorry, but as I try to move through the world and live, this thing keeps creeping up and it's become more and more present. And in a way, this podcast has helped to kind of bring it to the forefront because it's reaffirmed something that's been with me a long time. And that's this. I'm a bit of a guarded person. I'm not really that open most of the time. And those people who know me intimately, that really spend time with me and get to know me, the very first time they experience this, they're really shocked and they're surprised. They know this Bruce character, this, this person that's in their lives, who is expressive and seems open and is willing to talk about all kinds of things and sometimes can even talk to other people and get them to open up too. Long before I was ever doing a podcast or interviews, I was engaging with all kinds of different people across all walks of life. I'm just interested in people, and I, I guess that's because I care, okay? Whatever the case, the Bruce that showed up would only go so far at being open about what was going on. There's lots of reasons for that, and I don't want to go into them all here because I'm still exploring that and trying to figure it out. But one thing was for sure. When I was going through my journeys and I was meeting people from all over the place, some of these people seemed to be really there with me. And that doesn't mean that they're always gushing every single thing they think and feel. That's not what being authentic and being present is. Being authentic and present is knowing who you are and at the right place at the right time when it's meaningful and it's meant to be, you can articulate it and say it. There isn't necessarily a barrier that doesn't make sense. There are clearly barriers and many times they make great sense. But in the case of what I'm talking about of being open, when it came to that moment to where sharing something would be good for the recipient, the person that 
I cared about that I was communicating with, or even good for me, something that I needed to face in myself, maybe just to articulate to somebody else so they can hold space and listen to me, or maybe it was because I needed somebody and maybe ask for something. I, I couldn't do it. I could ask for the shallowest things on the planet, but I couldn't ask for something that was really meaningful for me. So now, a few years go by, and my life is becoming more and more public. I'm going to speak at places. I'm attending some meetings. I'm talking one-on-one to people who have reached out, or they are the loved one of somebody that reached out to me and said, could you spend a few minutes with this person? I eventually start a podcast to try to communicate some of this information I'm hearing that people say they want and they need. I'm doing all this. Well, when people have tried to ask me to tell my personal story, I would drop a little nugget here or there, or if we're talking about a specific challenge and I have experienced something like that, I'll reference my experience only enough to help enhance and move forward the topic we're talking about, and then I try to deflect and get back onto some other subject other than me. And there's a lot of backstory and reasons for that. I know we call the show Our Cancer Journey. We are all on a path. Our life is moving through a set of experiences. And I'm just like you. I'm experiencing those things, growing from those things, being challenged by those things, being frightened by those things. So, a quick caveat here. A thunderstorm has just rolled in. You might hear it in the background of this recording. I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to keep recording here. Okay. (laughs) I want to make something clear here. You may know, like I know, some really passionate, wonderful cancer advocates. Many of these people have come to a place in their lives where they are openly and transparently sharing their stories. They're courageous. Some of them talk about the play-by-play, the chronological issues that happen to them throughout their cancer. Sorry about the lightning there. They give you minute-by-minute details of what they experienced, and those people can be very helpful to us with their stories because they give us some background on what could occur with us. Not necessarily that will, as we've learned, but at least we've got some vision of what a future could be, and if nothing else, we've got some good questions we can get from their stories. Other cancer advocates talk about the emotional experience, what they feel, what they think, And those people also open a door to give us a little insight to what we may experience in the future, too. So these people are doing good works and helping us. But for every one of them, there's a multitude of people that do not want to and in some ways cannot share their story at this time or any time that they can foresee in the near future. And those people are fine. Those people that aren't ready to share their story, they know their heart. They're processing a lot of stuff. 
Sarin in our episode number eight, the episode on ovarian cancer, the woman in Australia who lights up her continent teal to try to bring awareness to ovarian cancer. In about the middle of the episode, we talk about her hesitation to share her story, that it was okay not to do that. She wasn't ready yet. It took a year or two or more. Sorry, Seren, I don't remember the exact timing, but it took her a bit to get to that point to where she felt comfortable with going public. And she did. You may never get there if you're one of those people, and that is fine. We all live a life, and it is a journey because life is a journey. It's an experience that we're walking through. And sometimes around one of the curves, there is cancer, and we need to deal with it, and we do, in whatever way, with whatever tools we've got. But there is no playbook, and nobody's requiring you to share your story. If you choose to show up in the world and never tell anybody what was going on with you, but you do some good work somewhere else, you love someone, you love yourself, you're doing great. Be you. Now for me, it's been more than five years since I was diagnosed with my first cancer. And the limited amount that was exposed was just to give the group of friends and acquaintances I had some information so I could retreat from the world and heal. So I was talking to some other guests on the show. And you develop a rapport when you interview people, especially if you talk to them a little before and you continue to talk to them after, which is the case with my show. This isn't some utilitarian thing where I talk to them, they go away, they pitch their product and they leave. It's not like that here. And that's part of the reason why probably you like the show and many other people do as well. The point is, the point is, is that as people got to know me a little better, they knew somewhere down inside there was the ability for me to share this story and they didn't understand why I wasn't doing it, especially because some of them were listeners to the podcast before they came on. They had seen and heard elements of my story about me changing my life and stuff like that. And they couldn't understand why I wasn't telling it. They didn't know. So they started asking me in different ways, just like those people I told you about did. And there was a conflict there I didn't understand. I was pretty good at burying it for a long, long, long time. But just in the last six or nine months or so, the podcast was clicking. I was talking to different people. Well, there you go. (laughs) Sorry about the uh, thunder there, but... uh, Hope you find it entertaining. It's also raining, too. And then when some of the guests privately pulled me aside and said, why aren't you telling your story? Every time somebody would bring that up, go out and tell your story. Talk about your personal journey through finding yourself and doing what you love and all that stuff. When they would say that stuff to me, This barrier, this hesitation, this thing in the background that was this wall that was keeping me from really opening up and showing my true self, my true heart, it would just start 
quaking inside. It was crazy. It was like when somebody would say, you need to share your story, my skin would crawl. And it sounds crazy because here I am talking to other people. Some of you have heard multiple episodes of this podcast. The guests I've been able to bring onto this show, and I curated a lot to try to get people that are really going to touch different types of folks in our audience. They are amazing. I listen to their stories and you can hear my heart just swelling with such respect and admiration and my own personal inspiration from listening to them. And I couldn't give it back. I couldn't do it. And it was crazy. And then finally, one particular guest as we were recording the interview just opened up and hammered me. I mean, they actually hammered me. We were in the midst of the interview and they just interrupted it. They stopped the interview and said, look, I need to talk about something. Wow. And with that much fury. <laughs> and they basically said, I know about you. Some of the people I know have heard about you. I've read things about you. Your story is, it's inspirational. It's, it's going to help people. You've changed your life. This is amazing stuff. Why aren't you telling it? You have the strength to do this. This person could sense in me that I may have been past that point of not being able to tell my story before I could sense it. And I sat there listening to them and I couldn't say anything in response. All the silly things and stories I've told in my head that helped me to concoct those automatic responses those self-effacing comments or those deflections. It just dropped away. It became silent. They seem preposterous and stupid. I realized I had nowhere left to hide. I was really deeply affected by this. It was then that I knew something was going to change. And as time went on and I talked to more and more people, I got more feedback from many of you that listen to this podcast. I think it finally made me feel safe to ask the question that I know I'm resistant. And I've kind of figured out that it's probably because of fear. What the hell am I afraid of? And over a period of time, I realized it. I realized that I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel worthy. All of these other people, all of you, I think you are worthy. But I never felt good enough about myself. 
and sharing your story, that's hard when you don't feel good enough or worthy. So, I, I went out into the wilderness. <laughs> you can't. You couldn't have added a backtrack to a recording like this any better. I went out into the wilderness. And I just sat there and just said, man, universe or whatever it is, if this is something you want me to do, you need to send me a sign. I mean, you need to do something right now because I can't do this and if you answer my question or my prayer and you give me the strength I still won't do it because I'm afraid I don't have the strength and I don't feel I'm worthy so if you whatever is out there want me to do this then show me give me a sign do something that's going to push me throw me off the ledge I don't have the strength I can't do this alone that was a beautiful day that day I felt like a weight was lifted off me, for sure. Because I could actually say, man, I'm too scared. I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. I came in from the wilderness. And just a handful of hours later, I learned unexpectedly that it appeared strongly that I'd been diagnosed with cancer again. <laughs> I stood there looking at that. And there were words I said I'm not going to repeat here. But I immediately knew. All right. I asked for a sign. This is it. Anyway, I just sat there looking at it and realizing while everything's changed and the mask is off and the charade is over, I'm going to be a cancer patient again. And even though I handled it pretty well last time, it's going to be different this time. Because along with that push I received was some new strength. I realized that the thing that I saw in other people, that thing I was drawn to, that courage, I called it. It wasn't the type of bravery you take in the battle. It was something I never really understood because I kept hiding all of my life, all of my life. 
behind this veil. It was a strength that was greater than I ever really knew. It was vulnerability. It was the power to actually lay down your defenses. Lay down all the pre-programming and the propaganda and the brainwashing that many of us have gone through in our lives. And say out loud that you need and want support. And you'd be grateful for it. Never in my life did I have the ability to do that. But now, now I did. <laughs>